Hello, you all. Welcome to the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Noisy. I mean, happy. Uh, you're here with your co-host, Stephanie Richardson, Heather Smith, and also two chihuahuas. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show where your wrongness is really a strongness and happiness is just a choice. So, woo, and happy New Year's. Yeah, happy New Year, everybody. How's it going so far? How's 2018 mm. treating you? <laughs> I hope fantastic. I hope you're over your hangovers and <laughs> looking ahead to what else is possible. <laughs> I was on a meeting this morning and someone said that you know, they were still in bed for New Year's. But <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I don't think they were actually still in bed. I think what happened is they said that they were attending the meeting from bed and Happy New Year's. And someone else said, are you still in bed from New Year's? And it got everybody laughing. So I don't think it ever really got answered. I think I think she has been out of bed. Maybe once. Maybe once. Yeah. I must say, it is noon, but I am still in my pajamas. Oh, hey, good for you. Uh, Work at home day. (laughs) I I like it. So speaking of magic in the home, we have an interesting title today, Um, Out of Mary Poppins Bag. So people, um, so I I was trying to make the, the segue, like magic things that happen at home, like being able to wear your pajamas and Mary Poppins visiting. But um, I don't think that segue worked well. Anyway, still, Here we <laughs> so go. we've got a fun topic for you. Here we go. Yeah, so we the, here, here's, here's what we wrote. Uh, Mary Poppins was able to pull an entire room of objects out of her magic bag, if you recall. And could it be that our lives are a lot like Mary Poppins' bag, What if nothing is as it seems and we have a lot more available than our current resources seem to indicate? Would you allow that unpredictability to be a gift? Mm. I like Mm. it. Mm. (laughs) The magic magic of what seems like ordinary everyday life. (laughs) And yet, (laughs) there are all these magical possibilities. (laughs) If we will, but there open are. our bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing is that we think that, that, you know, that what we have available to us is the list of normal things, like what would fit inside a normal handbag. So we go, well, I have, you know, this kind of schooling and I have this kind of, you know, this kind of job and I have this kind of house and I live in this kind of town and I have this kind of family. That's the bag that you've been handed, that a lot of us think that we can only reach what's inside that bag, the bag that we've been handed, whether it's, you know, what you think your DNA is or what you think your mental capabilities are or what you think <laughs> that your singing ability is or what, you know, like all of those things that you perceive as limitations the weird thing is, is what if they're not actually limitations? I mean, history is full of all these really amazing stories of where what people thought were their limitations, which would be the edges of that bag, turn out to be these doorways into other possibilities. So there are all sorts of people with not so great voices that actually have 
uh, sort of run the you know run the gamut in the enter- entertainment industry and made millions of dollars. <laughs> there are people yep. who have have been told that they have no acting ability who ended up being some of the famous most famous actors. Meryl Streep was told that she was too ugly to act, and then yeah, you know, we all know how that turned out. So these things that people have told us are the edges of our reality. What if that is absolutely fundamentally a lie? And if we never bought, I I saw a speaker today talking about judgment, and one of the things that she was saying is, what if it's not getting over judgment that we're trying to do? What if it's not trying to get past judgment? What if it's that we stop buying it as real? And so what if yeah. we stop buying the judgments, uh, uh, our judgments and limitations is real, just literally stopped buying them as real? Every time they come yeah. out, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> that's supposed to be the edge of in a bag. What if it's the doorway <laughs> to a whole different reality? <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite questions in playing with, with this is when I come up to something that I have decided I can't, I can't have it, I can't do it, I can't be it, I can't create it, I don't know how. Anywhere I have the I can't, I just, I pause for a minute and say, well, what if I can? Like, just because I never have before, or I've failed Mm. or failed miserably every time I tried up to this point, what if the past still is no indication of what I can? What if right now, there's some other possibility. There's some other way that I just, I haven't chosen it yet. I haven't looked from that other direction. I haven't, I haven't gone about it in a slightly different way. And just that one thing of, well, what if I can? Like that question, um, it gets me out of trying to overcome I can't and into, well, okay, what, what can I do? <laughs> what am I capable of? What is possible here? And that one little change uh, can be a total game changer <laughs> with what becomes Absolutely. Possible. Absolutely. I, I just want to throw in here one second because I, I really hear that this is the moment that people notoriously end up throwing in these really bizarre requests. So you mean I could just be a pro basketball player, right? You know, and um, – <laughs> And and the interesting thing is every time someone has brought something up like that, one of the things yeah. that I've asked in response is, is that actually what you'd like to have? And they're like, well, no, yeah. but are you just saying that I can? And here's the interesting thing. We are adequately equipped to do whatever it is that we came here to do and truly desire. Yeah. But no, you may not be adequately equipped to do the things you don't want to do. <laughs> so one of the things that one of the things that I want, I like to bring up here is really well. Let's look first at what is it that you actually would like to create as your life. Like this isn't theoretical. The things that no. that that Heather and I talk about on this show, these are not theoretical constructs. These are not meant to be thought about. These things are actually meant to be put into action immediately and for you to discover what they create and do for you. They're not created to think about first and see if you agree with them. The things that we talk about and the tools that we give are actually meant to to be put into action 
And then for you to get the information and awareness that comes out of out of playing with these. Yeah. So anyway, and so when you, like I when love you, that question. If you actually use it, the one that you were talking about, if you actually use it every yeah. time now, if you're listening, if every time that you put into in it into action, that if you think, well, I can't do that, if you think, well, well, what if I could? Yeah. Then you'll begin and, to see things change magically in front of your eyes. <laughs> well, yeah, and it gives you the next step. Uh, like the next steps become more obvious of the things that will take you in the direction of being able to. Because <laughs> it's like if everything yeah. you've been choosing up to now didn't work and didn't get you there, then it may not be there's something wrong with you. It might just be that you haven't chosen the things that would allow you personally to achieve that thing. Because this is personal. This is like Stephanie, you're just saying so brilliantly. This is practical. This is personal. This is like, how does this apply to you in your life? Because who cares about everybody else? <laughs> it's like, you know, people can do all sorts of amazing things, but just because they can do them doesn't mean you have any interest in doing them. <laughs> so, what are you interested <laughs> Even in? Even if you, you think know? it's neat. Yeah. 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 Even if you think it's Absolutely. neat, you're like, oh, man, does that mean I could swallow a sword? Well, again, do you really want to? Like, is that actually some, it's a cool trick, but really? Yeah. If I said you could do it now, like, would you want to? Yeah. Yeah. So if you make it practical for you in your life and what you'd actually truly like to have, that also in itself is a key part of this because it's like, None of us achieve things we have no interest in, really. I mean, you can you can try it. You can maybe do a good job. You could even excel possibly at those things that you don't like that much. But Most people call that a career. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and hopefully not too many people call it their current relationship. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, downer. <laughs> Um, I didn't really want a relationship in the first place. Why isn't this one working? Right. <laughs> that was said in the first few words. <laughs> I didn't really want a relationship. <laughs> yeah. So, again, what, what would you like? You know, what would you like in your life? What would you like it to be? And that combination of the brutal honesty and the uh, – practicality of what you'd like your life to be truly or what you'd like to have and what you'd like to do, that becomes so easy to achieve because you have the interest, you have the enthusiasm, you have the curiosity, you have a willingness to maybe try things you have no clue about. (laughs) And uh, I think that's another key aspect of it is that you don't have to know how before you start. And, Maybe you have something to add with that, Stephanie. Yeah, you don't have to know how before you start. What? That's that's been one of the biggest, (laughs) well, that's been one of the biggest gifts in my life is really going, okay, well, I'd like to, I'd like to have this or I'd like to do this. Um, What now? Um, Because one of the biggest ways that I've stopped myself in the past has been thinking that I needed to lay out the entire map before I even started. And one of the big problems for with that with a person like me is that then I'm bored the whole time. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, but I already did the map. 
right? Like I already <laughs> did the thing. I don't really, yeah. I don't want to do it now. I've already done it. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but you didn't see it come to fruition. Oh, it's good, good enough for me, right? Like imagining things thoroughly to their to their final outcome sometimes can reward the same centers of your brain or, you know, parts of your being that um, desire to actually do things. One of the things they say about watching TV or watching movies is that your brain doesn't actually know the difference between make-believe and reality. And so if your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and make-believe, it also doesn't know the difference between planning and doing. And so you might as well start the doing (laughs) because if you plan first, your brain will not know that you didn't already do it. It will literally feel like your whole life is basically Groundhog's Day and that, you know, you're like, but I already did this. This sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that's the, so, so the combination of, okay, what if I actually can do this and what will it take? Like what? What do? Where do I go? What do I do first? <laughs> um, so, how, what's the difference? Well, so here's here's you talk where about, the Mary yeah. Poppins. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to ask? No, I was going to ask you to point out the difference between asking how I do it and that versus just taking action about something, which is I think what you're about to do. <laughs> the Mary yeah. Poppins bag. Well, Well, so one of the things that I find really interesting is that when you plan things out first, you basically only, remember how we talked earlier at the beginning of the show all about how the walls of the bag, the walls of limitation that you've determined exist are the ones that you actually actively use to make your life smaller. And so that's one of the things that happens when you make a plan, you put into, you think you, basically according to a plan, things can only work out one way. First I'll do this, then this will happen. And when this happens, then I'll do this. But the weird part about reality is that it never works out the way, exactly the way that you think it will. So even yeah. if you have a plan, the thing that happens is you constantly have to renegotiate, re. Um, reconfigure, remove, like everything is, you're constantly changing it anyway. So that idea of having a plan really is a comfort crutch in the first place. It gives you a place to start and then everything else is basically looking at what's working, what's not working. So if you begin, one of the things that happens is that that whole, that the way that that works anyway, whether you made the plan or not, still it actually works for your benefit because it starts showing you things that you, that will work. So one of my favorite things that, that looks like magic when it happens, but it's not magic. Well, it kind (laughs) of is. So anyway, uh, you decide for yourself whether this is magic or not. But one of the things that happens is when you begin, you will begin to get in let's say you want to start a coffee shop. And so you go, okay, well, huh, what do, I, what do I need to start a coffee shop? Well, I need a coffee and a shop. <laughs> yep, that's a good place All right. to start. Well, yeah, that's a great place to start. Well, so here's the thing. When you start going to source the coffee and the shop, what will you be doing? You'll be talking with other people. You'll be sharing what it is that you're up to. You will be uh, interacting with the world at large. And what happens when you interact with the world at large? 
it gives you feedback. So yep. now you thought you were looking for a coffee roaster, and what you found, find out is that there are no coffee roasters where you live, and you wanted to use somewhere local, okay? So now there's this thing where you can look for, is this a problem that there are no roasters? Is this a possibility that there are no roasters? Meaning, you know, what is it, are there needs that you didn't know about before you began this? You may discover that there are no roasters in town, and when you talk to all the other coffee houses or when you talk to, you know, other people who are in overlapping industries, you know, that everybody's been looking for a good one. That is a business opportunity. If you are actually willing to not follow your plan to the T and actually listen along the way for what the opportunities and possibilities actually are, this is how you can actually become way more than you ever considered. So you thought you wanted to basically open up a little coffee stand, and what it turns out is that coffee stands aren't required. There are plenty of them, but there aren't anybody actually – you know, that's actually um, feeding those coffee stands. So you can end up with a lot bigger business just by starting and having the idea of a coffee stand, you know, a coffee place, a coffee um, location gave you the, the forward movement to give you more information. So to me, when, when we're willing to have, like, be successful and when we're willing to be curious and when we're willing to see possibilities where other people may perceive that there are problems or difficulties, this is the, the beginning of, of greatness. And you allow for the universe to be your playmate instead of, instead of the other option is you have a plan and then it turns out there are no coffee roasters and now you're just mad and you have to wait until a coffee roaster <laughs> comes to town or, <laughs> or you right. have to move or right to fulfill your idea of what that coffee place was going to be. If you don't have to follow the plan exactly as it has been laid out, if you're willing to follow the magic that's available, you know, you can end up with, um, I mean, if it's of interest to you at all, you know, end up with a gigantic uh, business. At your <laughs> yeah. at your beck and call well, of demand. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the the really cool thing with this kind of exploration and taking action is you it gets really clear really fast of um, you know what about it you're actually interested in. So like with the coffee thing, part of the interest might have been like your love of interacting with people, right? So a cafe or coffee house of some kind would give you interaction, but in the scenario you gave, you know, when you find out, oh, I could actually provide the service of roasting beans instead, you may have an awesome time interacting with other business owners. So it could still give you, you know, some of the underlying things that you were looking for that go along with that business just in a different way, you know, a different crowd of people. But, like, how fun would that be to providing a service that all of these companies are looking for and so grateful to have locally? It's like it's, it's, it's a really interesting thing how often what shows up is, can be so satisfying to all the aspects of what it is you're really asking for in your life. And, uh, and watching the magic of all of that unfold. Because the universe is like a vast and magical place that has 
so many possibilities and there's so many people on the planet doing amazing things and and who are you know really love what they're doing and of course there's lots of people that aren't but when you follow what you love doing it's amazing how many people show up that also love what they're doing in whatever ways they're doing it and you get to interact with them um so I, I found in my own life that that's some of the magic of following what it is you'd like to create, even if you don't have total clarity about what that is. Um, just by beginning and learning and observing and paying attention and following um, what shows up and what, what you discover. And on the other side of that, too, it also can get really, really clear fast that it's something you really have no interest in being involved in. <laughs> so it can, it can make, <laughs> give you a lot of clarity of, about that too. You know, of like, oh, God, I didn't realize having a cafe, okay, I have to get a business license, I have to get insurance, I have to have a location, I have to do all the stuff to take care of that location or rent or buy or, you know, it, it can when you start to learn what it actually takes to achieve something, it also can be like, oh, wow, I have no interest in being involved in any of those things. Okay, so can I <laughs> hire somebody to do it for me, those parts, or do I actually have to do them to do this? <laughs> you know, um, it just it, it gives so much more information the further you walk down a path um, and go in a direction with action, not just thinking about it. And also, um, yeah, thinking about it weirdly will not give you more information. We think that that it's that we're doing a good job and that we're being really responsible when we think about things a lot. But the fact of the matter is, is if, if you're only thinking about it, then you're literally making stories up. We think yep, that by thinking total. about it, we're being more <laughs> logical, and it's actually not true. Like if you've total sat around event. in your apartment. <laughs> It is. If you've sat around in your apartment coming up with ideas and this, like, magical plan, um, you are going to be sorely unprepared for what you find when you walk out the door, <laughs> no matter how smart you are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's if so you, true. If you think you know what people are looking for, but you've never asked them, I guarantee you are very likely to be very confounded and confused when what people <laughs> desire is not is not what you thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's kind of one of the pitfalls of um, this process that so many people fall into, which is deciding or concluding how it will be or exactly what the end result will be before they even start. And, and, you know, well, I think I, one of the biggest course, problems is we think that everybody is like us. So we make choices yeah. in our businesses and things based on the idea that if 50% of the population is like us, well, then that's a, good, that's a pretty good population. The problem is, is most likely 50% of the population is not like you um, unless, <laughs> it's, unless you're doing something like selling toilet paper, in which case, uh, you will have a lot of people like you that they use toilet paper. <laughs> but maybe not in the same way you do. I mean, right? Yeah. Unless they don't have to use it in the same way you do. They just have to use it. See, once again, when you really get down to it, they're not exactly the same. <laughs> Some people use one or two squares. Some people use half a roll. <laughs> 
No kidding. Oh, my gosh. I have some <laughs> friends that come up. But literally every time they come over, they're like, you're out of toilet paper. And I'm like, no, I just restocked. What? <laughs> yep. I have one friend who says a roll a day. That's all I ask. <laughs> wow. I know. That is a lot of toilet paper. It is. <laughs> it really is. Huh. And they aren't kidding, too. They pretty much use a roll a day. <laughs> My wow. imagination is going places that I don't want it to go. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> oh, my God. goodness gracious. I just do the favorite thing of taking it over the edge. <laughs> Like my favorite, you. my personal. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So so, <laughs> our point is, <laughs> what about being in the question with all of this? Because when yeah, when you conclude, you just you cut off your awareness of what else is possible that you didn't consider, and it also is a place where you stop having curiosity. Um, you know, I've been working with several people who love to conclude. They love to conclude how it will turn out. They love to conclude uh, what it takes to do something. And mo- mm-hmm. like pretty much 99.999% of the time, they're wrong. <laughs> you know, or I should say they're mistaken. <laughs> they are incorrect in their conclusion. What they conclude is not how it is. It's not what it takes. It has nothing to do with anything other than what they concluded. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I had somebody. I had somebody that was working on a project with me, and and one of and you know they would bounce back and forth between finding everyone they could that would ensure that it would fail, and then bouncing to the other side and swear and then going, "This is good. This is going to be great." And I'm like. No, hold on. It's neither one is true. Let's keep asking the question, what will this choice create? What's actually possible here? Who else can we invite? Who else can we um, add to participate in this? What can this be? Is this even a direction that will work? Um, that, that, staying in, that staying in the question of, okay, cool, well, we're heading towards this thing, but what is it that people actually require? Is this something that people would like to have? What are they thinking that this is? And so there was a, a meeting that the main question that I desired to ask was, what do people actually think this is that we're doing? Right, because that you know the <laughs> number the, one the ideas that yeah, what do you think we're doing here, right? And let yeah. them tell you, and then yeah. and then ask them questions. Well, what's great about that? Well, what else do you see would work even better, even if it's not your idea? Because the thing is, is they have their own imagination about what this is, how it could work, what they'd like to have, and they begin revealing those pieces. And you get more information. Remember that part about, you know, when you actually walk out into the world, you get more information. What if everything was an information-finding excursion instead of a rightness or a wrongness? You know, what you've you've previously deemed a fact-finding mission, what if there are no facts? What if, there's, what if the world is just built of a whole bunch of crazy people's ideas of what it should be? And what if from that weird 
like, uh, like stirring the pot of all those bizarre imagined ideas. What if you can actually come up with something that's even greater? And so um, every time that we come to a judgment or conclusion, like um, Heather was saying, like every time we do that, we actually do two things. We stop looking at what's real in front of us, what's actually happening. And then we also stop looking at what's possible. And we only begin to see the, our delusion. <laughs> yeah, and proof for the work. Yeah, yeah, and proof why we're correct in our delusion. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a, a possibility for you to play with here <laughs> that we're suggesting of again a different way to function. That's really about the exploration and the honesty of what you'd like to have in your life. Like what would be fun for you? What would you like to add? What would you like to do? What would you like to have? And, uh, and what can the entire world contribute to you having it? Because that's what I'm interested in. It's like, again, there's so many possibilities in the world. There's so many amazing people and beautiful things and cool things out there. And, how you know what will it take for that to show up? What will it take for you to have what you're asking for? And how could going out in the world contribute to that? And again, if you don't have to know how, but you just go out in the world and ask and explore and find out what you discover. Because so often the entire universe is conspiring to deliver something greater than you can imagine. It It can be similar. It's like, what you can imagine will have the the taste of it, the sense of it, the you know bits of it. But what the universe can actually deliver is so often far, far greater than what we can imagine. And would you allow the universe to contribute to you that way? You know, would you allow yourself to have what you're asking for and know that you're not alone? And the entire universe is working to deliver to you what you're asking for if you just be willing to go out and have it and receive it and find it and have fun with exploring and allowing it to show up. So we've reached the top of or the bottom of the hour. And I happen to know that if you have a hard time getting out of your head, uh, both Heather and I are doing something on January 6th on opposite sides of the United States uh, to give you two locations, moderately (laughs) far away and moderately close to you. Um, so on the, on the West coast, Heather and a few people will be doing a global access bars day event. And here on the East coast, um, outside of Atlanta, Georgia, we will also be doing a global access bars day event. Um, ours will be starting at noon Eastern time on the East coast, uh, and, or not noon, 1230 Eastern time, uh, and going until 8 PM. And Heather, what are the details? about what's going on with you guys. Yeah, um, we're located just north of San Francisco, about 15 minutes across the Golden Gate Bridge, and uh, we're going to be going from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., and uh, so we're looking forward to having a whole lot of people from all over the Bay Area, and we'd love for you to join us. Um, You can reach us. We are both listed on www.globalaccessbarsday.com. Um, 
you can find me there, Heather Smith, or Stephanie's get-together, Stephanie Richardson. And uh, you'll also find the worldwide listing of groups that are gathered together. Again, this is a worldwide event. Um, is it the fifth annual or sixth annual this year? You know, that's a great question. I, I don't know. Yeah. I've been, I can't I'm, remember. I, I've been at all but one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I've been at all of them, but I can't remember. I think this might be the sixth year. <laughs> so anyway, it's really fun. There's people from all over the world doing this for 24 hours. Um, and literally in probably 100 countries, I think, there's groups posted. I'm not sure. Yep. And, um, and then we've like got, five. I think, 14 languages, too. Yes, yes. So it's a good possibility you can find something in your language if it's not English. Or if you have friends. So when you go, oh, yes. If you have yeah. friends that don't speak English, absolutely. Yes, yes. Well, and, one, uh, be... one detail I was going to give, one detail that I happen to know as a secret, is that yes. when on actual Global Bars Day, so it'll be the 5th in Australia, the 6th um, here in the United States, is uh, that the site will change when Global Bars Day actually begins. Um so if yeah. the version of the site that you're looking at does not have a bunch of flags on it, um, then you are then the, the event has not yet started. <laughs> there is an official start <laughs> time listed on the site, um, but when the day actually begins, all of a sudden you'll see a whole bunch of new features that will show up as if by magic. <laughs> yep, so join in, and uh, also you can go to the website, and there's going to be a whole lot of uh, video content and all sorts of um, information and classes and all sorts of stuff to watch. So you can participate yeah. that way as well um, if you can't Ways make to it play to with one of the groups. Yep, yep. Yeah, so thanks, everybody, and uh, have a beautiful week. See you next week at noon Pacific. 3 p.m. Eastern with the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. <laughs>